then you're just going to assume what you're told is the truth. But you have to kind of assume that what you're told is not the truth. What's up, fool? That's my dog. Yeah, that fool calmed down. And then I told that fool, I said, stalk yourself forever, ever. No, bro. Really sorry for saying bro. Hey, come on, it's fear-mongering. I ain't no clown. It's all fake. I know what you're up to. All right, maybe it's not. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm just a fool. Fool. Hell yeah, Talkful Radio. What's up? What's up, dogs? What's up, cousins? What's up, fools? What's up, clowns, non-clowns? All you. You're all my dogs. You're all my fools. Uh, This is Stephen Lee Clark, the head coach. Once again, I gave myself that nickname. Who cares? Give yourself a nickname. It's fun. Whatever. I'm a head coach, right? And this is the red pill. Say what's up. Anyways, she's a cat. She doesn't talk. But she's cool as fuck. And uh, yeah. It's been a bit of a slow two weeks here at uh, Talkful Radio, right? You guys know. You motherfuckers know, right? The listens are down, right? The donations are severely down, as in 100% down. Uh, and and the shares are down. So, you know what? I love you all. Uh, it's not a big deal. I'm going to say what my dad used to say, right? Uh, I'm not bummed, right? I'm just a little disappointed, right? I know you guys are better than this. Uh, and you know what? We It might seem like I have millions of fucking listeners, right? Uh, because it's so fucking professional. I have my own lab to work in. All that shit, right? But I'm going to be honest with you, right? Not so breaking news. Uh, I do this out of my room. Uh, that's what is called the lab. I also call it the, the, the war room uh, on football days. But anyways... Uh, I do this out of the lab, aka my room. Uh, it's a lot of fun for me, but you know what? It's kind of hard, and I don't make shit. I don't make shit for music, whatever. So you know, a little support is always appreciated. Anyways, that's whatever. We'll get in the bit. Oh, and I have a little things, a couple things up my sleeve to try to move the shit along. You know what I'm saying? So that's exciting. I'm excited about that. I'll tell you more about that in the business section. Uh, but what's up? How are you doing? Yeah? I'm pretty excited about today's episode. Uh, it's my friend Jasmine from No Joy, right? And A, that band's cool as fuck. B, we have a lot of common, strange, uh, weird conspiracy uh, interests, right? And, you know, we've, we've played shows together, we've toured together, and she's just an all-around good person, right? All the people in that band are fucking cool, uh those are my canadian brothers and sisters uh and i love them right so if i was canadian i would be no joy right uh it's like voltron put all the members of no joy together and that's me uh anyways what have i been up to let me tell you okay first of all i'm gonna remind everybody all right this is just off the top of my head i'm gonna remind everybody where what i've been up to originated all right because it's one of my favorite things that we've ever done on this show right uh, and I feel, okay, that it's important to let the elites, right, all the, all those high-powered elites that fucking secretly control this country, uh, I think it's important to just let them know, right, I know what you're up to, right? It's not a big deal. Like, like a few episodes ago or a while ago, uh, I believe it was on the Youth Code episode. Um, anyway, I think... It was that one. We we said 
we said here on you know top 10 world's biggest podcast uh i i said tweet our friend obama right and just let him know like like i know what you're up to right i'm not i'm not a fool okay i see through the shit okay i see through the veil of bullshit okay uh and i think that i should continuously remind you guys that that's a good thing to do you want to send it uh to fucking obama do it i know what you're up to you know uh fucking secretly maneuvering the country into all this with your like me and blackie were talking about your hypnotizing voice right and 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 and, and murdering people under the veil of anyways uh you want to send it to tim cook It'd be like, yeah, I know what you're up to, motherfucker. I know that you work with the NSA and you let them tap into your microphones and and all that shit, right? I'm not a clown. Anyways, uh, just let them know. Tweet at them. Let them know. Like, I know what you're up to. And like I said before, they probably don't give a shit because they're like fucking billionaires, right? Uh, but, you know, let's plant the seed, right in the back of their mind like i know what you're up to those motherfuckers probably listen to the podcast i wouldn't be surprised right i think mark Marin listens to this podcast uh yeah so i bet you they're just like in the back of their mind they're just like fuck man like i'm fooling i said this before like i'm fooling you know 7.4 billion people but there's one fool right that i'm not fooling stephen lee clark he's not a clown he knows what i'm up to anyways that's where that came from I'm going to put that shit on a t-shirt one day. I know what you're up to, right? TFR. I know what the fuck you're up to. Anyways, I don't mean to sound so aggressive. Um, so what have I been up to? So let's see. Past couple weeks, there's been a couple really big changes in my life, right? Change number one. Uh, and among the most important things in not i'm not talking about anybody else but me stephen lee clark right it's my show it's our show right stephen lee clark uh football season started okay so i know you're rolling your eyes you hate it whatever but you know what i'm just i'm just sharing with you guys all right i stephen lee clark i love football okay it's not a big deal roll your eyes all you want i don't know fucking i know barely anybody that likes football i don't know sh fucking nobody right but whatever it's okay because let me tell you i'm gonna tell you why i like football okay i'm gonna tell you why when i was young i don't know if you've ever read the book ender's game right when i was a kid i read it it's kind of one of those classic sci-fi books orson scott card right uh but when I was a kid, I read that book and I was like, dude, this book's sick. It's like strategy, sci-fi strategy game, right? They're like a team of kids and they're using these different formations, uh, which you do in chess, right? Keyword chess, keyword strategy, right? Keywords, world's greatest, right? Because what do I think football is? I think football is the world's greatest strategy game right ever invented i'm gonna say it okay because this is why i was reading ender's game when i was a little one right besides the fact my mom loves football my dad loved football uh i was just like kind of grew up watching it and you know but it didn't really appeal to me until i read ender's game i was the little kid and i was like okay this is super cool it's like strategy uh sci-fi weird shit right and then i watched a football game after reading ender's game dude i was like okay you have 
head coaches, right, who are the geniuses, okay? They're the fucking geniuses. They, they run the show. They have 11 chess pieces, right? And, 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 and they call the shots. They say, they tell every single piece what to do simultaneously, and everything that one does affects everything else. Okay, anyways, I was like, that's so sick, and like, not, th- like, they're on this like field and they're on either side of it, like looking at each other, right? Holding their clipboard and they're like, I'm going to outsmart you this next play. And the other one's like, man, no, fuck no. No, you're, you know, you won't, right? Uh, so then what do they use for chess pieces? Fucking superhumans, dude. 6'5", 320-pound fools that can run forever, right? There's fools in the league that are my size. I'm six foot. I'm 204, right? I'm trying to get down to 195. Relax, okay? But uh, there's fools that are my size in the league, but those motherfuckers can run literally twice as long as I can. I mean, twice as fast as I can and long, shit. So... You know, I know you're probably bored. You probably don't give a fuck about what I'm telling you about football. I just wanted to share why it's uh, literally the most important, uh, wonderful. uh, It's the best distraction for me from, like, real life. Because, let me, you know, again, uh, this not just in. Real life fucking sucks, okay? Uh, Paying bills fucking sucks. You know, I'm not paying, like, thinking about paying bills when I'm watching football, all right? You know, I'm not thinking about all the injustices of the world when I'm watching football, right? I mean, sometimes it they do leak in with each other. Okay, whatever. But anyways, football season started. Um, I got to do this really cool thing. It was like, I don't know, talk about dream come true, right? Uh, my friend Nikki, my friend Dave, let me DJ this bar called Over the Eight in Brooklyn, right? And when did I DJ it? opening night of football so i don't know dude watching my favorite thing like when i say thing i mean thing my favorite noun my favorite thing football right it's like water uh certain kinds of food and football right uh i mean sure music is in the top 10 okay but of things right i'm super into oxygen uh water football, uh, food, right? Anyways, so I got to DJ opening night of football. I was playing like crust punk and I was like listening to this fucking shit that I love and I was watching this thing that I really care about, right? And it was wonderful. So shouts to them, shouts to Over They. That was super fun. That was really fucking fun. So uh, yeah, what else? Uh, I started doing this thing thing right i'm not trying to do like uh okay well whatever uh i started drinking soylent right and like i don't know if you've heard about it but soylent is like this it's this like liquid nutrient like super mix right and it's supposed to be everything you need to survive and i think that's cool right why because you know what i think it's cool i think science is cool i think science is sick right is there any escaping it fuck no right we're in a world uh an era of science right and people are like oh man you know that's like all genetically modified yeah i fucking know but you know what like okay okay this topic i'm a little torn on okay because okay 
do I care that it's genetically modified? No, not really, right? Because it's science. You can't fight the future, man. Uh, that's an X-Files reference. But anyways, you can't fight the future. It's science, okay? What do I love? Science. Uh, however, if, say, if this high-powered elite, this is just how my mind works, but if this high-powered elite were to, like, uh, secretly in, like, introduce like this sort of like life and mental retardant right into the mass population to make us like i don't know not think as clearly maybe a little aggravated with each other like short-tempered uh increased violence um I don't know, create a, a split between the authority and the masses. So when eventually shit does hit the fan, they can go into hiding and they can have what, like martial law and have the. Okay. Anyways, uh, I think the best way to manipulate the mass population may be genetically modified food okay so i'm definitely keeping track of how i feel uh uh i do like the idea again science when 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 fools are fucking in deep space travel right and and you know we're limited on room because we have to build ships that were meant to be in fucking cryo sleep for years on to get to the, a new solar system that may or may not exist. I don't know. I remain in the gray. But I think they're going to be eating slash drinking Soylent, right? That, or, or, or the equivalent, right? Because that is, uh, it's just a powder or a liquid that contains everything we need, right? I'm kind of into, you know, a little bit of like, self-torture right so what do i what have i been doing lately i'll tell you uh for some weird reason simultaneously i got into drinking soylent and watching cooking shows right so talk about fucking torture i'll be watching uh some crazy cooking show where they're making this like beautiful colorful like amazing savory looking beautiful meal and i'm drinking this fucking soylent watching it like damn i hate myself i must like why else would i be doing this but uh whatever man i think it's cool i i'm kind of like again i'm kind of into the deal of, i i'm kind of into the idea of like minimal like survival right everything in our lives is excessive we know that uh at least in our life i'm not saying like everyone i know there's people struggling out there but you know in my life i feel like everything's excessive like i don't need to walk down the street and get a fucking crazy uh fucking cheeseburger with all these like like long-term farming things going into it where they treat animals like shit like just to produce this like one dollar double cheeseburger it's fucking bullshit right and it's just easy for me which is like kind of bullshit man so i'm trying to do soylent it seems like a cool idea to me but i will say i've been a little surprised at the blowback because everybody's like oh, oh, it's not even real food dude it's just like man who gives a shit I don't give a shit. You know why? Like, the reason that you shouldn't tell me how awful it is is because 
if I gave a shit, I never would have talked about me doing it, right? It's fucking bad for you, dude. Shut up. I don't give a shit. Anyways, uh, I feel good. I mean, there was a little bit where I was like a little bit nauseous and I looked it up and I was like, oh, I'm basically drinking like nutrient rich pancake batter, Uh, but it's cool. I don't mind it. So, Soylent, I know. Uh, maybe I'll keep you guys updated because if I start feeling, like, super aggravated and, like, paranoid and, like, closing the blinds and be like, uh, I think it might be the high-powered elite. But we'll see about that. Um, so, you know, lastly, before we go to the business section, I saw this movie. I never do this, right? But I saw a movie that I really liked. Uh, and it's crazy that I liked it because it was a comedy. And to be very honest with you guys, I suck at comedy. I don't like it. I don't ever think anything's funny. I literally fucking never laugh. I've never laughed. Not once in my life. Uh, it's all bullshit. Uh, and I think com comedy is just fucking annoying to me. It's always stupid. It's always like racially driven. It seems like, I don't know. It's been years since I watched stand up. But I mean, obviously, there's exceptions, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, there's stuff that I think is funny. No, I've never left, not once in my life. Anyways, I saw this movie, Don't Think Twice, and I thought it was pretty good. It was, you know, it's about an improv team, whatever. But as an artist, and I'm, I promise you I'm not going to get into a long thing. I promise. But as an artist, I was like, oh, dude, this I'm relating to this a lot. Because there's, like, there's a dude that's a part of a team, like an improv team, and, like, he's struggling with the idea of, like, do I stay true to the team? Or when I get my big break, do I, like, try to shine myself? And then, you know, there's always that thing in any sort of art where one person makes it and everybody else is, like, either upset about it or, like, hey, how come you're not getting me in there with you? Like, we have this past history. And it's, like, so... I identified with that guy. I identified with the guy that was like 40 and lived in like a shitty little like room in a shitty apartment or whatever. Cause, uh, you know, I'm 32, man. And I'm like, I don't really want to live in a small apartment forever. I don't really want to have roommates forever. Living by myself, I do the best by myself. And living by myself sounds like the literal best thing on the planet, right? It sounds like the best thing that could ever happen to me, right? Uh, but, you know, for some fucked up reason, I chose to be an artist, and so here I am, 32. I mean, I have a really nice room right now, the lab, uh, and it enables me to do this podcast. Um, so I don't, I can't really complain that much, but you know, I, I definitely related to the guy that was just like, wow, I'm like 40, uh, and this fucking sucks, you know? So that was funny. I, and you know, I'm running out of time. Our interview is long, but I do want to say that I really enjoyed it. It, it gave, it gives you like a bunch of different perspectives of different artists and the other one and it was funny because i saw it after the brian cook episode but the other one was this the other like artist perspective in that movie was this girl that was like i don't really want to make it big i enjoy what i'm doing i enjoy it right here right now and and maybe someday I will, but right now I'm going to be honest with everybody, but most importantly, myself. I like where I'm at. I like what I'm doing. I like being a part of a small improv team, and that could translate into anything, obviously. And I thought that was fucking cool, man. It touched upon a lot of different, uh, like, you know, just perspectives of different artists out there, and it was intertwined together pretty well. 
I don't know. I never talk about movies because I'm not really a big movie guy, but I thought this was pretty good. I thought it was cool. All right. So the dreaded business section. What's up, guys? Uh, again, I'm not going to dwell on it, but this is hard. It's not like I just sit down and pump out podcast episodes. It takes thought. I have notes. I have a lot of stuff I do. Um, and, you know, I, it's just it, there's a whole process to doing it. There's a whole process to picking out who you want to interview, who you think people want to hear, all this stuff. And, yeah, I'm not too proud to say that support is awesome. Support rules from you guys. And, again, this is I'm trying to do this on what is called a value for value model, right? So you guys donate, produce to talk for radio. And I use that and try to give you the best product I can. So I understand we're a small podcast. We're a small project, but you know what? It's all a process. And the TFR fucking militia is behind me. I know that. Uh, so again, follow me on Twitter Follow me on fucking Facebook. Click the like. Uh, there is talkforradio.com. All that shit. And, you know, just as important as listening and, 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 and liking and reviewing, because I appreciate all that shit, and donating, just as important as all those, is sharing, right? Right now, our mission is to spread, right? Which is sounds gross but it's cool let's infect people we're the borg all right uh stop trying to resist us because the shit's futile right uh you you heard the fucking star trek reference i'm not scared um but yeah so and 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 another thing is like i'm not scared to tell you guys when it's hard right because this is me this is my podcast this is our podcast together and i'm giving you a part of myself and yeah it's been hard the past two weeks like but it's not a big deal I know I still got listens. You know what? And I've said before, if one person takes fucking one minute to listen to this podcast and laughs one time, we won. We all won, right? So doesn't matter. We're all friends. I'm just telling you, I would love some support from you guys. I would love some donations, but most importantly, sharing, dude, sharing. Let's get it out there. Uh, and so that's, okay, so boom surprise right i got coffee cups made uh and they're sick and they look great i'm gonna get them up on the website and so they're 10 bucks uh shipping is a little expensive but you know what man that's how it goes like they're fucking coffee cups they're heavy and they're and they're cool as fuck and it's not that bad i mean you're gonna go to fucking any you can get a fucking coffee cup at disneyland it's gonna be fucking 45 dollars. it's not that bad right but so here's the thing so what I want to do with these coffee cups, since again, we're in the spread phase, right? We're in the fucking multiply and, and, and takeover phase, right? And, and I need your guys' help. So what I'm going to do is uh, every month, once a month, uh, or maybe once an episode, which would be twice a month. I don't know. I, probably twice a month. Let's do fucking twice a month. Who gives a shit, right? But so I'm going to look. I'm going to put an episode on Tuesday on friday i'd say or you know somewhere between friday and the next tuesday let's give you guys a week i'm gonna look up right i'm gonna look up hashtag talkful radio okay so if you guys are sharing it I, I do me a favor share the episodes on instagram on facebook on whatever the fuck twitter 
It's all awesome. So if you share and hashtag Talkful Radio, I'm going to pick one person every two-week period, and I'm going to send you a free fucking coffee mug, man, uh, because A, I think you're cool. A, B, not two A's, but B, it helps out the podcast, man. You, you guys are helping us, me, but also everyone out, right? Let's get this shit out there. Uh, and C, I'm super excited about these coffee mugs. I think it's cool as fuck. They look great. Coffee tastes really good out of them, right? So again, twice a month. Uh, we said twice, right? Twice a month. I'm going to look up hashtag talk for radio. I'm going to randomly pick somebody within that time span, and I'm going to give you a free coffee mug, okay? So I think, I hope that will help get it out there, right? Uh, and, you know, again, it'll be, I'm going to create uh, a merch page on the website and you can go in and grab those because they look fucking cool okay anyways um so yeah follow me on twitter follow me on facebook uh talkforradio.com download 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 because they look at the downloads share right on itunes stitcher fucking tune in it's all good click the like facebook i love you uh Stephen lee clark out so today's guest is like one of those bands that I don't know in like an alternate reality like I'm in this band right like they're they like all the same shit as me their music is really fucking cool uh and just honestly like all of them not just Jasmine who I'm interviewing today but all of them are just like really cool like interesting people and when you embody all this like interesting shit and I mean not to mention we have the same like weird conspiracy like interests uh when you embody all that in your music I don't know. It's kind of like a boneyard, right? I'm just going to like it. And the music's good, so fuck. So I really hope that you enjoy, as much as I enjoyed interviewing her, I hope you enjoy my interview with Jasmine of No Joy. Tight. Okay, Jasmine from No Joy. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm great. Uh, it's been a while, so yes, I know. It sucks. Last, I, yeah, last time I saw you was, I think we figured out was Vancouver when we were both there on tour. Yeah, and it was, yeah. <laughs> I, we, were, we were both playing the same night, and I think you caught our sound check, and then I went over and saw you guys but yeah you guys weren't like we just said what's up real quick and then i had to go back to my show yeah and then yeah but the time before that was when we hung out at heavy montreal and we saw fucking slipknot and like that's i refer to that weekend as like the peak of my life because (laughs) it was just like everything was so good the catering was amazing oh dude it was so good and so good. I stood side stage watching Corn, which is like my favorite show of the year. Mm-hmm. Every band was so good. It was just like so crazy. That weekend was just so, the weather was so nice. I yeah. think everything's been downhill for me since. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it was the same for me. Like, so I saw Slipknot and they were absolutely incredible. Like, I remember, like, I loved that band when I was a kid and then saw them live and was like, holy shit this is like such a legitimate good band and not to mention that at that show 
Corey, like, in between songs, he was just like, to fucking, you know, 30,000 people or however many people were there. He was just like, everybody needs to know that Slipknot is all about equal rights. And Slipknot (laughs) is for everybody, no matter what color or sex or sexual orientation. I was like, oh, my God. These guys are, like, the best band. I was so into it. And then, yeah, yeah, I was... I was oh well yeah I was just like man I'll never think like any band is this cool but now we're we're gonna open up for them which is so I fucking crazy <laughs> I know I know I'm that's so, crazy I I'm, just saw them like two weeks ago yeah um, so did we we saw them in Chicago oh, yeah. yeah where'd you see them oh yeah uh, well, I saw them in Montreal yeah with um they were with all the Marilyn Manson yeah headline or whatever yeah and. Marilyn Manson, I thought his he played first, and I guess it was, he was definitely opening. Like, there was no, he had, like, way less stage, and it was way quieter set. And I kind of thought he was doing, like, an art piece, like a statement that he didn't want to be an opener because he was breaking everything up stage. And, like, wow. he walked off stage for, like, 20 minutes, and everybody started booing. Like, a whole arena of people just booing. And then he, like, walked back on and still... And did, oh my and, god! And like, yeah. And then he came out with a saxophone, and he was playing really, really badly. And he just said, like, this will go on forever. And he was just playing bad saxophone. So I thought it was like a kind of like a fuck you. Like I don't want to open a big arena show. Like I'm my own star. But actually, I heard that he was he just had like a mental breakdown, and he, and he canceled all the other shows. After. But oh at the time, god. I was like, this is brilliant. This yeah. is the best show ever. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, funny. I think he actually needs help. I don't think it was intentional. <laughs> Well, that's actually funny because uh, I can scratch this question off. Because one of my questions for this interview was, how is Marilyn Manson? <laughs> I, I thought it was exceptional, but I guess he was not in the right state of mind. I, apparently, like, he cut himself on stage. He had to get stitches and go to the hospital. And, like, wow. It, it was pretty intense. Like, he, yeah, it was pretty intense, but I, I loved it. Yeah, I've been hearing stuff about him, like, melting down and shit. And, like, I don't know. Okay, so... When I was, like, young, really chubby, like, goth kid, like, Marilyn Manson was my favorite <laughs> ever. And, like, my whole family was like, dude, you and this fool, like, come on. And I was just like, no, he's the best ever. And then, yeah, I when I saw him in Chicago, it was, it was like, okay. He was walking around. He maybe sang, like, 30% of the lyrics. And the rest was just, like, screaming, like... And, and and not really saying anything. And then we were laughing because there was this part where there was a beer bottle on the ground. And he was literally just, like, looking down at it, walking around, like, super casually, like, kicking it around stage. Like, I wish I could create a visual for you, but it was, it was like you were, like, a kid was walking down the street, like, kicking a rock. He, like, did not give a fuck at all. That's, I kind of like that, though, but. Oh, yeah. I thought it was I, great. I guess. I don't know. I guess he needs. It was still like, even if he was a little out of it, hearing the song live was still pretty sick. So it was sick. pretty cool. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And the best part of the whole thing was, I after he was done playing, I like went around to the back of the stage because I couldn't find anybody I was with, and he was coming off the stage and he was like, "Oh my god, wasted," and oh. like when I, you know, if I was fucking 14 or 13 like i would have started crying but he was like came around 
and I just ended up in this like big group of people and I didn't know, but they were all his friends. And so he was like hugging every one of them, like, hell yeah. And, oh then, my he, God. and then he looked at me and he like stopped and he, I could tell that he was wasted and he didn't really know if I was one of his <laughs> friends or not. So just to be safe, he like gave me a high five. He's like, what's up? Oh. And I was like, hell yeah. What's up? <laughs> It was so funny, dude. You could That's tell, the best story. Yeah, you could tell he just didn't know. He was like, "I better say what's up to this fool because I might, he might be a good friend of mine." I was like, so I'll, yeah. I'll go halfway. I'll do a high five just in case. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, "Shit, I, I'm I'm your best friend, fool. I'm gonna come with you right yeah. now." So technically, now you're friends with Marilyn Manson. Yeah, fuck yeah. I wish I would do. Yeah. I wanted, I don't ever do this, ever, ever. Maybe if it's like a football player, I'll do it. But I, I wanted to be like, hell yeah, fool. Like, that was a great show. Like, we're buds. Like, let me get a picture. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I couldn't do it. I, I'm not, no. I don't make, I don't make people take pictures of me. But yeah, I love that you're That's one of the so people funny. that understands uh, my love of Marilyn Manson and Slipknot and shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's just great. I mean, especially you get to see it in such a big room. And, like, also, like, the fans are so crazy and so, like, devoted. It's really interesting to, to watch. And, it's so crazy. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> that, like, Chicago Open Air Festival was, like, like the fans there were so, like, enthusiastic and cool and shit. But they were just, like a different world of people well, that I know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. When we played with Lamb of God. When we played those shows with Lamb of God, it was like, like, Ooh, Ooh, this is crazy. Uh, yeah. If, if one little thing with your equipment goes wrong, like the booze just start flying and you're just like, wow, I've never dealt with anything like this before. You know, I just like was like blown away by it. Really? They booze? Your equipment sucks for me? Dude, the very first show, uh, my cab blew out. And, like, why would, like, how often does a cab just stop working? So I was, like, troubleshooting on my shit. And it was the, and I was like, it's the cab. I don't know what else it could be. It's the cab. And this was literally, like, 40 seconds into the first song of the first Uh, show of that tour. Oh, fuck. The whole place was like, fuck you, Lamb of God. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. This is like, I'm on I'm on a month-long tour of this. It was cool, though. Oh, I mean, like, you know, as long as it, it kind of pushed you. Because if we yeah. didn't, like, bring energy, they would have been like, fuck you, you know? Wow. Yeah. But. That's, that's interesting, but also terrifying. Yeah, it was gnarly. <laughs> In Jersey, I got called a, a racist term. I got called a spick in Jersey. Think you did? Yeah, I'm not even Mexican. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. From somebody in the audience? Yeah. Yeah, some dude that was right in front of me, actually. Like, front row, standing up on the barrier. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Oh, man, that's terrible. They yeah. Think, like, yeah, that's. I guess it's like when you're dealing with audience is like so big you're gonna have all kinds of people but including complete idiots who oh dude i don't 
like the bottom of the barrel society yeah, who think yeah. it's cool to like yell out stuff like that. It was so not. It was actually. I mean, it was Jersey, and so you know, Jersey's cool, but it's Jersey, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, uh, dude, all in one show. I think I might have talked about this before. All in one show. I got called a spick. Uh, there was like two fights, and then there was two people 69ing in their car in the parking lot. It was, what? Yeah, it was so fucking funny. Dude. All at one show? Yeah, all at one show. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Jersey, dude. They get it. They oh, go God. It. It's so yeah, crazy. so funny. Um, so how you been? I know you guys have been pretty busy here and there. How, how's, it, how's band stuff been? Yeah, good. Yeah, it's busy, but also chill. Kind of chill. We we did some touring and have the EP that just came out. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's great. By the way, you oh thanks, me, thanks. Yeah, you showed it to me a while ago, so I was like super yeah. into it. And now, yeah, I'm super happy that it came out. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, That's cool. yeah. So you, so you guys have been playing shows on that? Uh, we we did a European tour in June where we we actually went to Israel, which was crazy. We never oh, been. Oh yeah, to that's Israel. so sick. That's so yeah. Sick. It was insane. It was definitely like one of my favorite shows I've ever played. And yeah, how um, was the show? It was great. It was so good. And we had ex- like the the promoter there was great. Elhad, he was wonderful. He showed us around. Like it was like it really set us up so we could see everything and and have a great time. And then the show like people were just so like how often do fans of our side go to israel like like yeah. elton john was playing and like uh santana but like they don't really have a lot of smaller shows that happen there yeah so it was super, there's a, there's an alcohol there called 2b60 which no one can explain to me what's in it some people were saying that it was there's like a drug in it Whoa. and that you can only you can only get it in israel and so we asked for it on a rider and it's oh, delicious shit. it tastes like lemonade i don't know what it is so, but I was like, it's not really doing anything to me. I don't know. Nothing's really happening. I kept drinking it. And then I saw a video from the show. Uh-huh. And at the show, like, we never talk on stage at all. But at the show, it was, we were all like, hey, everybody, how you doing? Like, <laughs> talk, all of us, like, gone talking into the drum mic. Just, like, everybody <laughs> talking. And, like, the 2B60 took over. And we just, like, really went went that's, hard on the, so the banter. Good. That's so good. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we just did that. We did some European shows, and then yeah, try, not not trying too too crazy because we got off a year where we we did quite a bit. So yeah, fuck. It easy. that sounds amazing. Yeah. Not touring yeah. too crazy. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You will never know that, but because <laughs> you guys are ever. always touring. Yeah, I know. Well, that's cool. Did you see any like ancient ruins or anything in Israel? Yeah, we didn't get to go to like I wanted to get to the Dead Sea, but it was hard to find. We didn't have a car, so it was yeah, hard yeah. to find somebody willing to drive. And then, yeah, so I just went. I saw Tel Aviv beaches and the the party scene there is pretty nuts. And God, that's met a lot amazing. of cool people, and the food was just ridiculous. The food was. As as a vegetarian, or yeah. like if you're vegan or vegetarian, that that is the best oh, place man. to go. Because the falafel, I can't even explain to you how good the falafel was. It was Dude. like now and I, now when I have it here, I'm just like it's not. I can't I can't go back. Yeah, <laughs> I've yeah, had yeah. the best food ever. Yeah, that's so, yeah, how, it, was, it was great. That's how Greece was for me. Like I went to yeah. when we went to Athens. Oh my! Have you guys been there? No, I've never been. Yeah, yeah it was. 
dude same thing it was like i i, I mean i might have been wrapped up in it because i like i've always wanted to go to greece and like athens just holds this like yeah place in my mind and heart because of all the philosophy i've read and all this shit and i was just like and, and and i was eating the food and i was like this is the best cucumber i've ever had hands down this is the best onion i've ever eaten like it's fucking it just like was next level dude everything was so so fucking good and yeah it was like it was one of those places that was like really ancient and i was yeah i was super happy and it was right before yeah. the economic like meltdown happened like there was uh, yeah there was signs of it happening but it it didn't full on happen yet so i was like oh geez perfect perfect timing yeah um, well yeah that's cool how's uh yeah. how's laura how's mike how's garland everybody's around everybody's doing the thing yeah you know summer in montreal everybody's hanging yeah that's good <laughs> that's good yeah so montreal yeah. is that where is that where you guys like grew up and met each other in or outside yeah i'm it? i'm from here and mm-hmm. um, born and raised, and Laura's from BC, like out out west, and she moved here when she was like fourteen or something. And um, just like being English speaking people in Montreal that play music or like go to shows is it's a pretty small community, so you end up meeting each other. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Laura was like at one point like the hot new kid, like hot hot teen at the shows. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, and then we just we played in other bands together over the years and just it's it's really small like there's not a lot of people that go to shows as it is but it, especially if you're English it's, it's, you're like you basically know everybody yeah 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 I've always wanted to ask someone from Canada this but is getting into the U S just as hard for you guys as it is for us to get into Canada because it's insane. It's so I, crazy. It's weird because I always hear different things. Like I hear, I I saw nothing last night, and they were mentioning that like somebody that was touring with them had a, a an arrest or something was charged with graffiti, yeah. and that they couldn't get into the country because graffiti is a felony here or something. Yeah, which is so stupid because it's. Graffiti. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I know that, like, with the really hard on if you have a DUI, like, they won't let you in. And they always, like, I always hear stories of people trying to, like, run over the border yeah. <laughs> to get in. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But us going into the U.S., it, it's hard, too, but they make you, like, we have to buy pretty expensive visas to go oh, in. Wow. And then that you also have to, like, even when you have those visas, still every time you go in, they'll they'll tax you on your merch, and they you have to do like a you get interrogated, and they ask you whatever you have to have all your shows ready, and yeah, so it's it's tough. Even when you have your visa, you still have to like put up with some some questioning, and the, the visa process you have to do like the retina scan and the fingerprint thing, and the whole yeah the whole yeah. production. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds it sounds very similar. We have to do that too. I'm like, yeah, I've dealt with a couple of the different ones just in different bands. Like one fool had a graffiti thing and they wouldn't let him in. 
But or they would let him in, and he had to pay like a uh, extreme amount of money just for this. Uh, and, it, and every single time, it's like, okay, like you paid us six hundred dollars, we're gonna let you in this one time, but like you can't come back. And then like uh, it, it's always the same thing. That's funny. But yeah, I dealt with a, uh, a friend that had a DUI too, and it was like all bad, all bad. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah. Weird. I don't know why they make it so difficult because. I, it's like you you travel to I mean it's whatever it's fine but at some point you end up thinking like are you, it's just a money grab that you're just trying to make money off of That's artists that are like and especially for you guys like for us paying for a visa to go to America makes sense because we can spend like five weeks or six weeks just just touring the country but you guys like when you come up here there's not that many places you can yeah, play so. yeah, yeah. It's funny. So you're coming it's up like, for like three shows or something. Yeah, it's Montreal and Toronto, and that's it. And then we have to go yeah. across the U.S. to go up into Vancouver. Yeah. Actually, we actually just played Calgary, though. That was... Uh, oh, how was that? It was great. It was great. The show yeah. was cool. Uh, it was really fucking hot. Uh, <laughs> it was a great show, though. Everybody was super fucking cool. Uh, it was very uh, fun. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, that's good. You like, got to see another... Another part of Canada. I know, I know. That's like the uh, the way is it explained to me. That's like the cowboy, like that's as close to like Canadian Texas as you're gonna get. Yeah, I mean, definitely. See, I guess it was probably Sweat Island that you guys were yeah. playing there. Um, the Calgary Stampede is around the same time, so they have like a big, I guess, rodeo. I don't really know exactly what it is, but that seems to be like the. Yeah, cornerstone of Calgary's tourism is this fancy that they no have every year. I did not yeah. know that. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's definitely like oil oil country over there. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, touring, like, how do you guys? I know you guys. We went on tour together. I remember thinking yeah. too. Uh, that was when. Uh, we were very much in the like i'm i mean maybe the rest of my band is but that i mean i was like a lot more party guy then and uh i remember thinking like god you guys are also like chill a and like be like super positive and it, and like just like yeah these guys are pretty crazy but we're all having fun like yeah how, how do you guys do that how do you keep this like level okay because for me it was like I toured for years, and when I first started touring, like a long time ago, I was like Mister, like I only smoke weed, I don't drink, I don't do any drugs, like I don't do anything else. Uh, I just smoke weed. I'm like chill guy, and then mm-hmm. so it was that extreme, and then I went like straight across the spectrum to being like crazy as fuck and like fumbling around and like oh we're on tour like and then i went all the way back to like not doing anything at all how do you keep this like balance like is there like secrets that you do to like keep your mind like happy and positive on tour like what's the the stuff besides playing shows that you do on tour to like stay normal um i don't know you know it's that's and that's what we did wasn't too long either so it wasn't like Sometimes when you do a tour that's, like, super long, you end up just being like, well, I have to just drink to survive Dude. because this is going to be, like, so yeah. brutal. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't really... I I don't do any drugs, so I only kind of drink red wine every night. For, oh, I remember for that about you. I forgot. Yeah, you only drink yeah. wine. That's cool. That's super tough. Um, 
I guess also like a, a when you've done, I don't know if, if you're, I don't know. I we watched a lot of TV. Yeah. <laughs> like, download a lot of TV in the van, so we watch like shows. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just a, I guess keeping it like operational. I, I'm not really even sure because I never really noticed that we were super positive. <laughs> like I didn't really think we were that. Oh, you guys are so chill. Very, very positive people. <laughs> um, I remember, and I can relate to this because I'm a crazy football fan, but I remember your drummer, Garland, like sitting down, staring at his computer, and I was like, what's up, man? What are you doing? He was just like, it's WrestleMania. And I was like... Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. He's like, like, that's... Oh, sick. <laughs> yeah. He, he follows wrestling, like, extremely closely and watches, like, anytime there's an event. And I, I mean, it's pretty often. And now he's even into, like... Not the big, not like mainstream wrestling shows. Like, oh like he was God. showing us some stuff that was. I was like, I don't even. It's like very low budget, and I don't know if it's broadcast. Like he's into like all that kind of stuff. So, I think it's like just having a distraction, and and I, I always find when you're touring, like places that you want to, whenever you get somewhere, it's cool to like just walk around or like see something of yeah. the place that you're in. Sometimes it's hard if you're in a place like Columbus, Ohio or something where you've been before. You're like, okay, well, I don't know. I, I know where the Chipotle is. I know what to do, but yeah, same. Um, I don't know. I, I guess we just, maybe it's just in our nature that we're chill. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, well, it seems like you guys are just like personality wise, like chill people. And I'm just a fucking crazy asshole. Cause I'm just like <laughs> freaking out. Like, Oh, I got to do something. But that's what I do now. Like now I, I totally will go somewhere. Even if it's like, Cleveland or something I'll be like dude mm-hmm. there is something to see around here I'm just gonna go walk you know yeah and, it, yeah, and yeah. It's, for me and like my stability and mental health and shit it's like uh it's a lot better like I just yeah. walk around and like I don't know it's it's way more chill for me yeah for I think like, also like no, like casing it like um like I if you know that like okay we have a show in LA like okay, I'm gonna chill out, but then on that show, I'm gonna go crazy. Party, yeah. but yeah. yeah, just like tasting, so it's not every day. Because then I just wouldn't. I'm getting old. Like I could not handle the <laughs> the hangovers or anything anymore. So Dude, just, yeah, stay on, day off, kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. That was a that was a big deal for me. That was a big deal for me. It was like trying to pace myself and shit. And then I just yeah. started realizing, like, yeah, like. Like the the time that really I really recognized like okay I gotta change this was like we played uh, the Fillmore in SF and like yeah. I grew up in the Bay Area and I was just like we're playing the Fillmore we're playing the fucking Fillmore this is gonna be crazy and like, yeah I got fucked up and like just really didn't have fun and I was like man like I just played the Fillmore like I could have been like positive and having a bunch of fun and I was like okay that's about that's about enough for me i'm just gonna have it's funny you mentioned the fillmore too because that was we we played there on the dive tour Uh and um i was the same thing like oh there's so much history since i didn't grow up in the area so it it didn't mean as much but it was still like oh you know like a famous venue i've always heard so much about it blah blah blah. and like the show it was it was like a lesser version of (laughs) your land of god story where there was a heckler and you're just you're just wasted but he was like really loud and and super rude and like saying bad stuff. So that, um, it, it, yeah, at the Fillmore, like there's a guy in the crowd wow. that was heckling us. 
That's so and, crazy. Uh, so Garland like jumped off the stage and like went to to fight him basically. Oh my god! <laughs> and then I I threw I was just like fuck you and I had a glass of wine and I threw it at the guy, but then I hit the wrong guy. I hit this. Poor kid is with like a minion's hat or something. Yeah. So I hit the wrong guy. It just felt like like everything spiraled out of control. It felt like we're at like a hate breed show or something. Like everything yeah. was getting like too crazy. I was like, what? That was like so we were, like a nice venue, and then we just like ended the show on like a fight. That's so. Crazy, <laughs> anyway, the guy though. got kicked out of the show, but yeah, good. It was that's, cool. that's so crazy. It's so crazy to me. Well, first, it's so crazy that he was there to see Dive and then heckled you guys. That's fucking crazy to me. <laughs> but, like, like it's not like you guys are, like, it's not like you're a fucking, like, grind band opening up for Dive or something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, but, yeah. then, dude, it's so, I was talking about this when I was on the uh, Lamb of God tour, like we were talking about earlier. And I was like, dude, never in my life ever have I gone to a show no matter how big or small, because it seemed to be related to the bigger shows, you know? Mm -hmm. But I was like, no, never in my life have I felt, have I seen a band performing and thought, like, I don't like this band. I need to tell them that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I've never and thought you know, that. It's, it's crazy because the guy, so this, and I mean, it was one heckler and then, like, Obviously, after people were very nice and people coming in the merch, like it was, it was only one guy, but they, he got kicked out of the show and then immediately went to Twitter and started like berating us, which was really funny because it's like, dude, you paid 30 bucks to yeah. come see guys. You didn't even get to stay for the show because you decided it would be cool to yell. Yeah. And like, would, and now you think like harassing us on Twitter. Is gonna give you thirty bucks back, or like? No, and what I don't are you know. Getting, <laughs> what are you getting out of this? Like, that's what I yeah. want to know. It's like, or who's paying you to do this? That's what I want to know. Who's paying yeah. you to like come spy and like talk shit to us? Huh? Yeah, that's yeah. what I want to know. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's so funny. That's like such a crazy, crazy thing to do. I don't know. I yeah. I mean, again, like I want to be like, yeah, fuck people that heckle, and I am, but it's not from a like strictly uh performer thing that i say that it's also from like a, a like chill good human being thing because again i've seen bands that i hated and i've decided to not watch them you know what i'm saying yeah. like i've yeah. like walked away or i'll just like pick something like wow that fool's really bad at guitar and then like be entertained by how bad it is you know what i'm saying i mean I I hundred percent agree with you. I, I I am a big fan of like a train wreck show. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think sometimes it's good to like keep perspective and see like what kind of bands are out there and what people are trying to do. And I especially like bands that are like showcase ready, like that are just going for it. Like they want to be Coldplay or they want to like they're yeah. going for like a <laughs> you know like a major, but it's in a place that's like not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like they're, yeah. They're not playing like a. So I also like I like watching that stuff, but if it's a band that I don't like for any reason and like really don't like, I'll just go outside or I'll just like go somewhere else. I'm not gonna yell at the band. Like, what does that accomplish for anybody? They're yeah. the ones getting paid for the show at the end of the day. I, so who who cares? Yeah, and it's and it's <laughs> and also like yeah. it's also you're consciously or I guess subconsciously because like you're not thinking about it, but you're also like not only am I gonna say fuck 
this band and ruin their night. But all the fools around me that actually want to see this band, I'm gonna be like, fuck yeah. them too. Fuck them. Yeah. This little kid in the yeah. minions hat. Fuck him. I'm gonna just fucking yeah. you know that sucks. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've I've dealt with it, but like very minimally. I mean, that Lamb of God. Honestly, dude, on that Lamb of God tour, I was like talking to my mom halfway through, and I was like, I didn't sign up for this, dude. Like, if I stay in music and we like continue on a like upward trajectory, is this what I'm going for? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. is this where I'm gonna end up? Because I don't want any part of this shit. I was like super yeah. bummed out by it. I was like, I can't, I don't want to be a part of this. Especially when I got called a spick. I was like, okay, I don't like, yeah. it's the first time that you really feel like I'm this like thing that's on display for you to like talk. You know, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. it always it, was a, a fun thing. Like live shows are my favorite thing about music for, for me mm -hmm. as a musician, but like, dude, Fuck that. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of like, I don't know, like, you, you get to the point where it, especially if your band is getting bigger and bigger, it's like, is it worth it to keep getting bigger, or is it better to just stay at the exactly. side and, like, keep the dedicated fans who who are respectful and, and like what you're doing and not reach a, a point where you're, you're ending up dealing with, like, you know, people who don't, who really just think they are owed yeah, you know, all with the music, and they don't, they don't care. Yeah, and that's dangerous. Do you know? Who, you know who that stuff? Like you're talking about uh, deciding, like when to, you know, keeping your loyal fans and like deciding to stay a certain side. Like that makes me think of like uh, Slint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like a, a Mogwai or something like that, where For they sure. just like perfect, like the perfect decision. Like to keep your amazing fans, keep writing really great music and not get into this crowd of, I mean, maybe it has to do with like the genre of music or something. Cause like, I mean, Lamb of God has some fucking ignorant riffs, like in a good way, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but I think there's like, you can consciously in a way, kind of like, you know, those train wreck fans that I sometimes like to watch, like if they write a Coldplay song and they're going to be, they're like aiming to be big, or you can just sort of like keep a lower profile. Yeah. And I feel like that's for long term, that's always going to be the slow and steady wins the race. I always feel like that's the way you're going to keep fans because I don't know. Yeah. Like the, the bands you mentioned, like those are bands that have cred and still have, so many fans, but no one's ever gonna go to their show. I hope. I mean, maybe I don't know if Mogwai gets heckled, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's <laughs> I don't know I, if you were opening for Mogwai, if fans of Mogwai would be screaming at you. I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah, like it's, it's, yeah, it's a good question because I really have no idea. I mean, I <laughs> think Mogwai is one of those bands that transcends like. Like, again, they, they're they not this, like, small underground band. But I think that, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they've hit the point where, like, there's some, like, ignorant bros and, like, flip-flops that, like, want to fight somebody that like Mogwai yeah. still. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Like, I, I guess just... The, the people suck. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> people fucking suck, man. It's just how it is. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's super funny. I mean, that's my outlook all the time. And everybody's like, God, you're so negative. I'm like, dude, it's true. I could display 
so much evidence to just like show you yeah. that people fucking suck. But that's fine. I mean, whatever. Yeah, you know, and also when you play shows, like you're running into like so many different people every single day. Yeah. Um, that you're you're getting a you're seeing like a slice of of life <laughs> every single day in every place that you go. Absolutely. You know? yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I mean, so. We talk, I mean, you know, we do music, blah, blah, blah. That's like touring is like what we do. What about outside of uh, the band? What What do you What do you do outside of the band? Yeah, I, I work at a modeling agency oh, okay. here in Montreal. So, yeah, I'm the senior booker there. And it sounds like an intense job. Yeah, it's kind of intense. It's, it's weird. Like, I started at the agency... Um, I they were just starting out at the I basically started no joint and working at this job the same week. So it all starts oh, like whoa. it all happened at the exact same time that I I started all these new ventures and um they've taken me now seven years later, here we are and, and yeah, uh yeah, crazy. it's it's cool. It's fun. I mean, the agency is it's huge now, so they represent like Olympic athletes and Instagram celebrities and all aside from just like fashion models and, and whatever. So it's, it's cool, but it is intense. It's another, the whole other world that is, uh, it's kind of it, a lot of similarities to music because in music, when there's like hot new bands or whatever, people are always talking about it. And that's the same, it kind of works the same way with models. Yeah. Um, yeah, I bet. And it was cool on the dive tour. Sunflower Bean were the first of three on the tour, and and Julia, she's like a, a successful model, so it was cool because we could, we both were kind of straddling this like music and fashion industry existence, and it was cool to to speak with somebody else about it. But it's you know it's basically babysitting beautiful fifteen year olds all day yeah. long. Oh my god, <laughs> that sounds. <laughs> so intense to me oh my god yeah. i mean it's just me like i could oh, dude i actually i had like a little stint of doing uh like modeling stuff like that when i was in san francisco and mm -hmm. i think me me and you talked about this before like i yeah. like tossed around the idea of like trying to do that more um yeah and then i totally just like had to just come to terms with like my self and my true outlook on that and i just like couldn't i was just like dude i did it i got like i worked at this like yuppie coffee shop in sf and mm -hmm. someone approached me one time and they were just like hey do you know this store like such and such and i was like yeah they have like 300 dollars button-up shirts keep in mind <laughs> like this is when i had like i like wore a tank like a shredded tank top and short shorts no matter how cold it was that were just cut off and like just was like the dirtiest like punk kid and they were or not even kid i was like 24 or something like yeah. that but they were like well i'm doing a commercial for it and i think you'd be you'd be great and i was just like uh do i get paid and they were just like no but you get free clothes and i was just like all right i'll do it and yeah. I was just like, cool. So, and I, and yeah, I mean, I'm an honest dude. It was this like boost to my like self-esteem. I was like, dude, this fool just like asked me if I wanted to be in this like yuppie 
clothing commercial. It was SF too. So it's like, I mean, I, SF's not a fashion town, but for mm -hmm. the, I used to call it like the $200 button up, like $300 jeans and like $500 boots crowd. You know, it was oh, they all yeah, yeah. the same. They all dressed the same. It was all the same. But I like, oh, got, yeah, I got to it and they like dressed me up and I was like, A, I look like an idiot. I think B like you're making me wear this like hat that I don't want to hear it wear. It was like damn near a fedora, but I, didn't, but I was just like, all right. Yeah. And then, and then everybody was like, why are you here? Like all the other models in it were just like, why are you here? And I was just like, wow, I can't do this. Wow. Yeah. It was gnarly. It's, it's a, it's a kind of like, you have to really have tough skin to be in it. And I think as like, slash musicians it's it's sort of like a very different existence because you you're basically like i don't know they, when you play music you're like passionate about music the modeling is sometimes just for the money or it's exactly. just for an ego boost or it's exactly. just for like for status and so it's hard sometimes to to comprehend like wait i go on tour and i like we play our hearts out for like this show and I make this much money and then this person walks for five minutes and makes ten times that what? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's a weird it's well, a weird you, comparison. But. You nailed it and you nailed it and, and that's exactly what happened to me. I was like why do I want to do this? Is it because I just want like validation that I'm like I'm like am handsome or something i was like yeah either like i was thinking about it and i was just like i just feel so like just for me personally like i don't i'm not knocking anybody else but i was just like it's not my thing if i were to pursue trying to do this it would solely be for like money or mm -hmm. just to be like a part of this like cool thing and now yeah. that i'm like older it uh, or just more mature i'm like so comfortable in the fact that like it's not for me i mean shit if like magic the gathering was like hey we need a model to like sit down and like i would instantly do it like hell yeah let's fucking do it or like you know i i like some conspiracy like ufo shit i would oh, yeah. instantly do it which let's okay that that brings me to my next question okay yeah. So, yeah. This is this is what I love about you guys. This is why we, I mean, we hit it off. We all became friends. One of my favorite No Joy shirts is which you know what I'm about to say. I have one here. Uh it is the <laughs> one where there's like aliens and there's like reptilians and like uh, yeah. there's a baby in this like weird uh incubator thing that <laughs> looks it's sick, and I and I was wondering, yeah. do you guys like ha have an interest in like such things? Like, and it's it's, it's crazy to me because I love. I was like, oh, this is everything I like in one shirt, and it's a band that I like, and I'm friends with them. Uh, I don't trust this. Like, who like who sent you guys to do this? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's legit. Like, I would have to say that if I had to like put my interests or like hobbies in a in a row like it would definitely do some music and the fashion industry working stuff but paranormal and conspiracy theory is like very much next Dude, <laughs> um I know. yeah 
That's why we're That's, cool, man. I can. Like, yeah, you guys don't, you guys don't <laughs> judge me for being so crazy sometimes. Especially, like, I don't know. That's what. That's what. That's kind of all I yeah. really look for. Like, don't be a total dickhead and don't write me off when I start talking about like the moon being a hologram or something like no. that. <laughs> I don't know. It could. Yeah. No, it's definitely like I think it started for me when I was way younger and I would have trouble falling asleep so I would put on Coast to Coast and Art Bell and I would just listen to it to fall asleep and now like I have to I have to fall asleep listening to it yeah (laughs) and um and that just like sort of started like the spiral of of getting interested in conspiracy theories and aliens and I'm very very into Illuminati and like celebrity conspiracy theories absolutely same yeah, I, I follow those pretty closely, so it's it's definitely, like, uh, and an interest of, of the whole band, too. Everybody pretty, like, follows us up pretty closely, and um, and definitely, I yeah, I would say that, like, Coast to Coast is the, the main source of it, and I often, I don't think I did on that tour, but often I'll have samples from, from episodes of Coast to Coast playing, oh, like, in between songs. Oh, sick. Hell yeah. Yeah, so, like, when... When Art has, he has a line that's like, if um, Satan call, he's like, Satan should call into the station and like all the different people calling me like, I'm Satan, I'm Satan. Dude. I had that sample <laughs> for a while. So yeah, that's cool. And and they do a really funny thing on the, on the show where like the first Sunday of every month they have emerging artists. <laughs> so you can send in music and they'll play it like Whoa. as bumper music. I haven't sent in any yet, but like it's my dream to be played on. <laughs> well, I'm sending I'm sending a field agent thing in as soon as we're done with this interview. Yeah, That's oh my so god, you have sick. to absolutely. You have to. I would. I totally would. He'll probably read field agent and be like, "I'm down with it. I don't care what it is." Yeah. That's so yeah. sick. I didn't know that they did that. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So I mean, it's it's funny too because a lot of the music will be like inspired by conspiracy stuff sometimes like lyrically or whatever so it's cool it's really cool yeah Yeah. that was like the main drive for field in the very beginning because like on the demo i sampled like uh dude i sampled it was so good i sampled this dude it's like a press conference with this guy um the video is called the man who shot two grays and it's like this press conference with this guy who said he worked for uh he was like contracted by the government to do construction work uh, around a military base. And while he was walking in these tunnels that his company was like boring out, these fucking aliens like broke through the wall of the tunnel. Oh my God. And uh, they were basically escaping um, the like their detainment cell. And so he was pissed off because the government never told them that that was going on and he, and oh he described God. it with such like vivid detail and he said that the this is the first field agent song I ever wrote he said that he he one of the aliens waved his hand in front of its chest and a blue like laser beam shot at him and it sheared what? off all of his fingers and he shows his hand he's like see all my fingers are gone and they were oh and I was my- like dude this is so sick. It's That's so crazy. Dark. Yeah, yeah. And then he talks about, like, it was an underground, like, 
standoff that went on for a long time and like people die like a bunch of people died and and for me i mean i live by i like from a lifetime of conspiracy stuff it has definitely jaded me in the fact that i don't believe anything like i don't believe anything nothing like i don't believe anything like yeah. Like, unless critical. I, you got to be critical thinking. Yeah. Unless I touch it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah. like friends from high school are like, oh, I, I, I had a kid. And I'm like, I don't believe you. I haven't seen it. Like, <laughs> shit like that. Like, uh, but I want to believe. So, so when I watched that, I was like, God, I want this to be real so bad. You know, like, you yeah. Kinda just, you kind of just pick and choose, uh, you know, what you I, I i just go for i've said this in my life ever since i was young i go for possible okay possible mm -hmm. like possible that's all i want possible yeah you know yeah so like when i say the moon could be a hologram because there's no real explanation as to how it was formed and people call me an idiot i go hey dude i'm just looking for possible and meanwhile yeah. Stop calling me dumb and start giving me proof, okay? Because I want to see. Yeah. I'll, I'll go to your side. I just want to know for sure, you know? Yeah. yeah. I got I got called a science denier once, and I was like, okay, like, by someone that is cool as fuck, like one of my friends. And I was like, okay, I'm not a science denier. That's a silly term. But, but I was like, I was like, there's no solid – 100% explanation as to how the moon was created and the the best argument is the tides because I would love to understand what do, like what the alternative to the gravitational pull of the moon would be but I was mm -hmm. like she was like dude I look at it every night it's there and I was like yeah totally like in that train of thought there's dinosaurs right now because I just saw Jurassic Park you know what I'm saying yeah CGI is, CGI is real, you know? I believe in CGI for sure, 100%. Yeah. But, yeah, that's it's, funny. It's, there's a lot. I mean, I, I like those kind of – where I get a little off track is, like, the Alex Jones, like, um, political tonight. Like, some stuff for sure, but, like, the 9-11 is the inside job world where they get, like, just so anti – everything and it's sort of skewed really right wing a lot of the time well that I'm gonna, stuff gets a little i'm gonna say that like alex jones is a fucking dick like i just yeah. am not a fan of alex jones my only thing with him is like a you obviously are working towards someone else's best interests like obviously mm -hmm. I, there's yeah. no yeah, question yeah. to me like but also, you're a fucking fear monger, dude. Like, you, yeah, you yeah, plant fear into people, and I hate it. I hate it. You might as yeah. well be like Bush, you know, like planting yeah, this Yeah, it's fear. the same thing. It's, yeah. It, yeah. It's just, it's not like, when you're, when you're talking about, like, if the moon is a hologram, it's relatively harmless discussion. It's just, like, whether or not you believe what you've been told or not. But then the way that he sort of, project his ideas is just fear mongering and is like too radical i find and too like it's not about possible it's just like this is not true this is it like it's yeah. not there's no discussion yeah so See? 
that's why me and you we're good friends because it's like yeah. <laughs> i'm not i'm not jumping off the diving board into any solid theory i'm just entertaining everything and it's interesting as long as it's not some like bullshit like that like i totally yeah. agree with you yeah exactly exactly but like what i was saying about like you choose like what you want to believe and i'm not sure and i don't believe anything one thing and you said earlier, one thing that I 100% believe is that there is a very small uh, group of elite power people that are behind the scenes pulling strings. 100% yeah. I believe that. Because yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah. And I think that they're doing subtle things uh, or not so subtle things and guiding this country along a timeline. You know what I'm saying? I think that mm-hmm. it's... The, I definitely believe that. Yeah, one, there's, there's um, I have a song that's like, uh, we wrote called or I wrote it called "Our Child Is Dead" off of an EP that we did, and that one is about um, an Illuminati. Well, it's like a conspiracy. I was on a conspiracy message board, mm-hmm. and there was a poster whose username was Starchild, and he was the son of one actor from the original Star Trek that was started exposing like a, a, exactly what you're saying, like a power of celebrity and like important people powering that had like Ronald Whoa. Reagan in it and like all this stuff. And he was, he was starting to talk about it. And then one day he was also like a former child actor. And then anyway, one day he, he, he was found dead and they claimed it was a suicide. And See? there was a big thread on the message board called Star Child is dead about like, if he really killed himself or if he was, he was off because of it's exposing this, ring of illuminati power people Dude. and that sort of stuff is like yeah it's it's so crazy there's so much of it out there absolutely absolutely yeah. it's so crazy i mean it's yeah. uh it's yeah i mean i'm so i mean i know i'm just like a uh, normal fool that just has an interest and i have a podcast but i'm scared i'm scared yeah <laughs> i i get scared i I have tape over my camera on my computer right now. Like I do it all the time. Yeah. I, I like yeah. worry about talking about shit. Like, I mean, whatever. For I'm sure. Fine. But yes. <laughs> oh, should we not have talked about <laughs> No, no, it's fine. We haven't said anything. We haven't said anything no. that's crossed the line. Absolutely not. One of, one of the things that I'm really interested in right now is that there's a, it's not so like, um, paranormal or anything, but there's like a conspiracy of, um, a celebrity, sex ring that involves um like middle eastern princes and yachts and how like there's a a sick like different um like kylie jenner or like whatever like these new instagram Gigi hadid like all these like young stars and there's there's like it's been actually this has been going on for like 50 years where there's just like a um Middle Eastern princes will pay like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for a night with a celebrity, and there's like a broker who, who is the intermediary that has like that like gets Lindsay Lohan on a yacht, fifty thousand dollars, so she has sex with some sheik that like whatever he wants to do to her, and it's like crazy because um, they apparently how they can broadcast that they're available to be bought for the yacht or whatever is that they have paparazzi pictures where they, they hold their finger up to their mouth and they go like, Shh. Oh, and that's apparently the, yeah. the signal that like they're available 
if you want to pay for them. Wow. And a lot of it happened during Ken, the film festival. Like, a lot of the times, if you ever see, like, Tara Reid, and you're like, why is Tara Reid at Ken? And, like, what is she doing? It's because yeah. somebody paid, like, a shit ton of money. Somebody, like, if some another country paid a shit ton of money, they're just basically, like, it's like a prostitution ring. And I, so I just started looking into that. Dude, okay, so you're telling me that, and see, that's, like, on the scale of, like, believability, that's damn near 100% to me. Because it's, yeah. like, you're dealing with, like, elite rich people that are, like, beyond rich, and you're dealing with, like, yeah. sex. So that's, like, yeah. the big, like, like, paying for sex is such an ancient thing. And, yeah. like, I like I would be super surprised if that's not real. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you have insane. to wonder, too, like, there's so many people or, like, former celebrities or whatever that, like, don't do anything but seem to have a lot of money. Yeah. And apparently this is why so many people end up going to Dubai is because that's, like, one of the places that you go. Anyway, so, yeah, it's, like, it's a very there's, – there's a particular blog that I read that has been starting to out people because they there's apparently, like, a huge list. And they didn't confirm or deny, but, like – there's some people on there like Princess Diana, like really crazy, like from, from years wow. ago. Now, yeah, so they're, apparently it's all going to be outed soon, but I've been paying close attention to see if I can like figure it out on my own. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I, I mean, damn, that's, yeah, that's all seems so likely to me. I mean, come on. Yeah. Let's, I mean, yeah. we have, I can't remember, uh, Richard Ennett or something like that. The guy, like the U.S. politician that owned an island that he used for prostitution and like oh, right. Clinton was there and like that's a big, like it's it's a huge thing, dude. Uh, I've yeah. read about this a bunch and it's like, it's and it's a politician thing. Like they would go to this island. It's like, and it's not a conspiracy. It's like everybody knows about this. It's proven. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. It's just like so gnarly, dude. Just like these elite fools that have money and will just can do whatever they want. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, dude. yeah, that's yeah. that's sick. Yeah, I read. I listened to a podcast episode um, about Hollywood and how it's been like a gnarly child sex thing ever since like Hollywood first started. And it goes oh, yeah. back to like Drew Barrymore and like Shirley Temple and like all this mm -hmm. really awful shit. It was uh, it was a gnarly. It was gnarly. It was gnarly. And like you think about like you know all these all these like celebrities that come out and talk about being like molested as a child and shit. And it's just like it doesn't seem far fetched to me because like humans are dark, dude. They're dark and they're like yeah. scary. And 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 if you add like money and power to that equation to where like you're not you're just like above these like consequences yeah that's mm -hmm. sketchy dude that's really sketchy to me yeah that's that's like yeah i read a bunch of books too about that stuff where it's just like the casting couch and how it's sort of like so exists even with like nickelodeon shit and like oh yeah has always existed like since yeah since silent film like there's just it's been like a a crazy like also um like working with the mob in like the 40s and how it all sort of like yeah it's 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 pretty there's a lot of stuff <laughs> and there's a lot of stuff too about like different crimes that would be just like covered up like the black dahlia or something where it was actually oh, yeah. you know like all this hollywood stuff that there's so much of it out there but i i like to read it whenever Mar I can. marilyn monroe that's a big one too 
yeah. Have you seen that movie, uh, the Kubrick movie, uh, Eyes Wide Shut? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a part in that movie where if you pause it, they're like walking by this. Uh, it's like a movie theater, and outside there's a like frame that they would put movie posters in, but there's a newspaper inside it. And if you pause it, it's all the newspaper is all about Marilyn Monroe and her death and like how sketchy it is and how weird it is. Really? Yeah, it's really sick. It's really sick. Um, I mean, it doesn't state anything conclusive, but it's it's just all about how mysterious her death was, and like oh, the man. leading like the leading conspiracy theory is that she was hooking up with JFK, and he yeah. passed on too much information to her just because he was like in love with her, and so they mm-hmm. had to fucking offer. And she was like yeah. seen, you know, coming out of like wherever JFK was in the middle of the night, being helped with like by these like secret service looking guys you know what i'm saying it's like sketchy yeah very sketchy shit i i kind of with things like that it's like if there's if this conspiracy has existed for so long and it's not going away and so many people have mentioned it like it's gotta be there's gotta be some sort of truth to it yeah absolutely absolutely you know if, what, it, if it's still there's no one's been able to prove otherwise or and and what's important to me right is that like okay so yeah there's there there could be some truth to it but what's more important to me is that it's damn it's just shows how unlikely the story you gave us is you know what i'm saying like yeah that's just as important so it's like you're lying. You're fucking lying. Yeah. And it's bothering the yeah. shit out of me. You know, like you can, history is so easy to alter. And I've read a million books about it. You know, 1984 is about it, how they would, mm-hmm. the media would change the nation that the U S was fighting against just so we never really knew who our enemy yeah. was. And, and, and if you take that on a smaller level and just like, it is so easy to, change history and 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 people just accept what they see in writing and it's it's just an it's so easy i mean come on yeah yeah they and and there's yeah you're 100 right like without questioning if you just take everything at face value then you're just going to assume what you're told is the truth but you have to kind of assume that what you're told is not the truth yeah absolutely and, and then like figure it out on yeah. your own or like read about it on your own and I mean, right now, especially in America, it's like, I mean, well, not especially like the whole world is crazy right now. But in American politics, mm-hmm. it is it's 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 OK. I, I would I I hate both the candidates. I think they're fucking awful people, uh, both of them like. Mm-hmm. But what I've noticed and what is even it's just as scary as how bad these people are, how normal a procedure is for a major media outlet, i.e. like NBC, CBS, like Fox News, whatever, NPR, fucking uh, uh, Democracy Now. It's so crazy to me that these are major media outlets that blatantly take a side with either one, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's not yeah. what the major media is here for. You know what I'm saying? They're supposed to yeah. present information and present, like, what happened to being unbiased? Like, it's really scary to me. And, like, 
yeah, me and you, or we like can see that and be like, dude, this is so crazy. But 99% of people at home are seeing this like, yeah, yeah. Like CNN's telling me that that Clinton's a good person. Like, yeah, I know. They wouldn't lie to me. it's it's crazy to think about that because it's it's true. Like you you, you know, if you're not thinking critically and you're just taking you assume the news is telling you unbiased impartial news, then you're gonna take the information they give you and process and make your own opinion. But now it's sort of just like here's the opinion and yeah. you're supposed to accept that. Yeah, t- um, like take it and and it's and it's coupled like the scary thing is that. A, it's like CNN and NBC. So like these people put these, like put their trust in this stuff. But B, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's a news station. It's really easy. It's really easy to like, 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 oh, it's a conspiracy theory to think that there's someone behind CNN that's gaining money. Like, Mm -hmm. no, it's not that crazy to me. It's not crazy at all. I was just talking to my mom about this because my mom's cool as fuck. And we were like, and I was telling her like, okay, you know what the proof to me is? The proof that, okay, remember when Lamar Odom got in like a coma or whatever and and they found him at like a prostitute, like a a brothel brothel or whatever? Okay. So I remember watching that right or hearing about that and they were saying they were saying like he was found with like cocaine like blah 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 and a sex enhancer right and i was like Uh, okay a sex enhancer we all know what that is all right yeah it's a not viking it's a viagra or uh what's the other like cialis yeah or Yeah, yeah but you can't say that you're not allowed to say that because the pharmaceutical company funds everything. Uh, you're and right. It's proof. You're not allowed yeah. to say Viagra because Viagra gives you millions of dollars. And they yeah, won't let yeah, you yeah. say that. And that to it's, me is proof. And it's crazy. It's like it's not crazy. Cool. It's not cool that you're not that that major media news are not allowed to say that. And the pharmaceutical company is so big and has so much money, they fund all these different channels, you know? So yeah. not one it, of them said Viagra or Cialis or whatever, you know? And I yeah. was like, dude, that's such bullshit. I was like, that's, really, it was gnarly. That's true. That's a very interesting point, too, because it's like, yeah, they, they can't say the name because then – the funding gets pulled or the pharmaceutical company sues them for yeah. defamation or something or exactly. whatever. But yeah, that's, it's, there's so many hands and like, what is the, what is the goal? Like to make your money or to, to give like the, the news. Yeah, <laughs> for what exactly. It is. Exactly. And, and, and it's, it's just this like delicate balancing act because like, yeah, I get it. If you get fucking pulled, you know, like if your funding gets pulled, I get that. Like I listen to a podcast normally that they are uh, fan funded because of that reason right there, because they mm-hmm. will never be told like that they can't do it. But I, I understand that's like super hard to get to. It's hard to get your pod, your news podcast to a point where you are funded well enough, you know. But dude, yeah. it's, it's like, it's really, it's just blatant to me. So it's like, if someone's going to say like, no, you're being conspiracy, like, come on. Like, I, I just can't help, but like, not really take that opinion seriously. You know? Yeah. 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 And it's like, almost like often I'll think like, 
I'll just look at all the stations or like see how everybody's reporting and and that'll give that doesn't even give you like an a full picture of stuff. It just gives you like extreme positions on it, like extreme views, but yeah. no one is impartial. You're just like reading a whole bunch of people that are from one side or the other, but nobody's just presenting the facts. Yeah, it's, it's gnarly. I actually yeah. read on this uh, message board. It's 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 a bit extreme, but I like that, you know. And and again, <laughs> I'm not saying yes or no to anything. And I think both candidates in the U.S. are terrible people. But mm-hmm. I just read this. It's supposedly it's a, a former FBI agent, and he's leaking this information. But he he was like the reason Hillary Clinton didn't get isn't getting prosecuted for the emails is because there's a bigger case going on in the FBI investigation and the FBI is investigating the Clinton Foundation because the Clinton oh. Foundation is known to like she like less than 10% of money donated was actually going to charities but the Clinton Foundation was also uh an aid to like it was in it was a way to get paid for like running arms and like oh a God. lot of these a lot of these politicians are like arm dealers that's like a mm-hmm. I, I totally believe that but mm-hmm. yeah. but so the crazy part of this thing was like um so the guy was like so basically if Donald Trump wins the election Hillary Clinton and all these people uh, that and like on both sides, like Democrats and Republicans that were involved with the gun running, like Clinton Foundation thing, they're all going to jail. This whole network of people are going to jail. And so that is why all these news networks now are like, it's it's getting closer to the election. They're like, Donald Trump's this, Donald Trump that, Donald Trump said the worst thing. Because like, it seems like all these people are fighting to get him out of this election. So, so oh, oh, because he said that if Hillary gets elected president, then it would be too much to send her to jail. You know what I'm saying? So right. all these people that were involved with that are like, I don't want to go to jail. Let's get this motherfucker out of this race and get Hillary Clinton in there, you know? Oh, my God. Which is like, I don't, I, you know, again, it's an interesting, it's interesting to read, you know? I don't Yeah, know. oh, for sure. But what's it's- what really bums me out and is sad is I'm saying this, right, from a totally unbiased I, it's just something I read and I'm scared to put it on the podcast because, because I mean, yeah. I probably will, but like there's so <laughs> many fucking people yeah. out there that are like, Oh, like, just like scanning from. Yeah. Just yeah. Well, you don't know. You don't know what's out there. Yeah. And, and they're just, and like people in our world that are just so like, if I say anything, besides donald trump's a horrible person which i do think he is but like yeah people are so ready to be like Stephen lee clark's like supports donald trump like i'm scared to talk shit about hillary because yeah. people automatically think that you want the other person which is such yeah. a dull like That's... shitty way to think but yeah they, they both you... suck like so I have to say that, like, I hate both of them. 
You know, like yeah. Donald Trump is it's, a bad dude, very, very bad human. But as, so as somebody like on the outside, it's kind of because obviously I don't vote in a U.S. election. It's kind of insane to watch. Oh, I bet it's not yeah. kind of insane. It's totally insane to, to observe just like very helplessly watching all this shit go down. Yeah, we're neighbors, and it's just like what the fuck. And and because Quebec, where where I'm from. We're, we border Vermont, so I we've had like Bernie Sanders on our TV for years when he was center of Vermont. Like he was always yeah. on TV and always around. So it was sort of like, oh my, he almost felt like a Canadian <laughs> in a way, yeah. just because of his views and like he was always just somebody that was so relatable. So I know a lot of people, I don't know, a lot of people I know anyway here were just like, yeah, Bernie, cool, like maybe America's on the right track. It's going to be like, you know, whatever, but. It's yeah. been kind of insane to watch and, and also insane because it's funny what you're saying that like, oh, people are going to say that like Stephen Lee Clark is like Trump. It's like this, your country is so huge that I've never met a Trump supporter, but I know they exist. Yeah, I've never met <laughs> one like, either, actually. I saw one kid wearing a Trump shirt at Coachella and I was like, well, that's fucking crazy, but yeah, I don't know. I'm like, anybody. is it ironic? I don't know. I mean, I, even though it's in such bad taste, like, I should hope so. Because, like, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like I'm saying, Trump is an awful dude that is, like, all, he's most of those things that everybody says. But so is Hillary, man. Hillary's a liar. Like, they lie. She's a rich, she's, she's part of the elite, dude. I mean. Yeah. I'm not going to get into it. Like, whatever, you know. Yeah, no, like from it's, it's gonna be an interesting election for you guys it really sure. is it really is and see like uh, we're running out of time but i don't like the the thing i was just talking about this with my friend mike uh the whole thing about like the dnc just leaning towards hillary favoring hillary the whole time it's it's actual proof that like bernie sanders someone who may not have been like totally capable of making every change that he talked about but was mm -hmm. acknowledging that these things need to change and was acknowledging that the role of the media should be reduced and the wealthy should be taxed and all this stuff and he was just like brushed aside and like and and it's proven now now that these emails yeah. have leaked you know it's yeah. proven that we have a system that's not working in our best interest and and it's and it's keeping these people in place to keep benefiting off of you know the poor the middle class and it's crazy and it's fucked up because like bernie sanders was a ray of hope for you know a lot of people and i i including myself i was super on board and it was like man it, it, we're fucked we're i mean we're fucked. yeah so now we know that they will never let us get to this point where we're actually starting to get like progressive in these you know i mean mm -hmm. come on man it's it's, it's almost like what's the point in voting i know everybody should vote but it's almost like well it doesn't really matter anyway no it doesn't, you know? it doesn't. it's it's it yeah. doesn't i absolutely don't think it does it's crazy but yeah yeah anyways uh, i mean i'm well, i don't know it's, it's it's true though like it's cool to talk to you because because the same thing when i was in south america 
people would be like, hey, how's it going? Like, nice to meet you. What's going on? What's going yeah. on with your country? And I was like, oh, yeah. dude, don't get me started, man. You know? It just seems like really, I mean, it's funny because we pay so, such close attention because even though it's not our country, it, it will affect us regardless because, you know, the United States is like the most powerful country in the world. So it's obviously like it's going to affect us and we're so close, but it's not our, we had an election and it came and landed and whatever, but it, it, it just is such a crazier, also like the spectacle of it, like the whole, the whole, um, like, I don't know, just like the rowdies and the, the, the conferences and everything. It's just like so much crazier and bigger. It is. It is. It's just like a, a circus really. It is a spectacle. And, uh, it is a it is a circus, dude. It's insane. It's yeah. like I watch those rallies, like thinking about like it's like fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin and like WWF shit. Like it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And now you know, like they're they're talking more about each other. You know, like I watched the yeah. the national convention, the Democratic one, and they talked about Donald Trump more than Hillary. You know, Ugh. and I was like, this is so crazy. And the same thing, they have like crooked Hillary, like all the, and I was like, this is gnarly, dude. It's like yeah. some dark shit. It's very dark. Yeah. Um, oh boy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's fuck. I mean, maybe next time I see you, it'll be all resolved and we'll, we'll, we'll think about this, you know? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how easy it is to get over the border, depending yeah. on who, uh... Oh, I know. Holy shit. <laughs> Seriously. Um... I don't know. Well, what's, uh, what's coming up for No Joy? Is there anything coming up that you guys are working on, or, uh, or any shows or touring? Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, what we're doing, uh, kind of like a series of EPs. Not so much a series, like, they're not all related, but we're, we're just releasing a little bit of music at a time, so... That's cool. Um, yeah, so we had this one come out in July, and then we've got another one in about six months that's going to come out, and then another one after that, so... Damn, and it's cool, they're all over the place, like, it's just, you know, when you have an idea, or like a... I find that making, like, a full, full-length full record is such a consuming thing, and you, you... I don't know, like, all aspects of you trying to make it this, this piece of work or this art that you're creating, but with the EPs, it's a lot easier because it's more experimental, and they're short, and... Dude, that is exactly how I look at field agent. That's exactly the same way that like, that's what I wanted to do too. I was like, I don't want to yeah. make this long journey, at least right now. Like, I don't want to make this whole, I want to put out these like five, four song EPs. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, not, because not to mention that they sound better on, on a vinyl. So you, if someone DJs them, it sounds like a lot more full and shit. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's like, I, I just, I don't know. There's, there's every other record that we put out where it was a full length. It's such a production, like from not just the actual production of the recording, but the the leading up and the the press and the this and that. And like it's, yeah. it's a it's a big it's a big thing. And and kind of just wanted to try just putting in music and like just take away the whole like industry angle of it and and what's required of you when you have a full length and and the touring you have to do behind that stuff and just like put out new music and sort of also experiment with different things. So when it is time to do another full length, like I have a clear idea of what I want that to be because it got these like different ideas out of our system. Cause the, the next two are like very all over the place. 
That's awesome. They don't they don't sound like many other things that we've done. So that's so cool. I'm so into yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So it should be should be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear that shit. Well, uh, mm. dude, I'm so happy that this finally happened. I know we were trying to. Figure I know. It out for a long time. We have to be careful. We should edit out parts that if we think we'll get in trouble with the Illuminati. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely go through every single thing like, all right, I like assuming that they tapped my microphone, which I just yeah. always assume. Like, what what do I need to worry about, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. So, luckily, I only live on the second floor. So, if I get thrown off, I'll just probably break a leg or something. <laughs> worst case yeah yeah well yeah i'm super excited uh hopefully i'll see you soon i don't think we have any plans to cross paths anytime soon do we i don't i don't Uh, remember i don't i never i don't know but but you're in new york now right so you're a lot closer i know i know i mean i'll be down probably for hanging out yeah because we're still close you know how far is it maybe we'll hang up yeah how far is it is it well, like a how it's far like of a drive? Six hours? Oh, six that's hour drive. so chill. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, like really. York, or that's like LA to SF almost. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Like, what a straight shot. Like, you were Plattsburgh, New York borders um, Quebec. So you just, like, you end up in upstate and you just drive past Albany and you just keep going and then you're in your seat. So Holy it's, shit. We're, we're real well, close. Well, I have, a, I have a van, so... We should like Good. maybe I'll come up and like try to plan some field agent shows up there and like we'll. Hang oh out. my gosh! Okay, well then we have to talk about this for sure. Yeah, that should happen. <laughs> that would be great. That'd be sick as fuck. Yeah, let me know what your what your schedule is like that because you're always you're always leaving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like after, uh, I'm pretty busy for the rest of the year, but like, which is crazy because it's August. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, that's my main focus when I'm home. Like, anytime I'm home, I'm trying to like play field agent shows. I'm like been writing a lot more music and shit. So yeah, and, the, and stuff the podcast. You, so the the stuff you sent me was like so sick, and I, I would love to like we should work on something together too. We talked about that, and that is one yeah. thing that I'm like at any time I'm super down to do. I actually just like because I just moved into this place. I just set up my stuff, and I just spent all day yesterday writing new music i'm so Whoa. so down 100 percent down that sounds Shit. like so much fun oh man so maybe i'll send you some demos and stuff and you send me and we can we can yeah. work on some stuff absolutely absolutely yeah we'll talk about that yeah. as soon as we're done here for sure all right jasmine thank you so much for coming on here i'm so happy um no joy like drool suckers out right go yeah. fuck with that um it's really good <laughs> So yeah, I will. Uh, I'll talk to you soon, Jasmine. Thank you so cool. much. Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye. So that was Jasmine of No Joy. I told you it was weird, right? It's like I'm interviewing myself. It's fucking weird. Uh, and yeah, love Jasmine. Love No Joy. They're my good friends. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to hear this new stuff they're going to be releasing. And hopefully, I would work with them in the future. That sounds fucking amazing. Um, real quick, no producers today, so. Uh, as a friend, as a team, as a coach, let's get on that. Again, go check out the coffee cups. I'm going to start giving two a month away uh, to people that are sharing the podcast. Hashtag Talkful Radio. I appreciate everything you guys do. So I'm going to leave you today with No Joy's track theme song off of their new EP, Drool Sucker. All right. Love you guys. Peace. Peace.